Previously on Polyvox. It's the half-elf who stole your brooch. <gasps> oh my god. Novices of the Order of Signs are called Signets. That is what you may call me. Why in the world was the Spore Queen of Eshkin Legend being held in a tower and forced to work for omens? She, she's a war criminal. Oh, she's a war criminal. Oh, she's a war criminal. <laughs> okay. You notice just as... Um, just as out of the corner of your eye the newcomer makes a strange motion with her hand Captain Tosk straightens up and says well I'm hearing your concerns but I think we should take her to her destination oh my god I want to fight this bitch and she turns no. and goes into her chambers and locks mm. the door her kind of yellowish gold eyes wince as she steps into the growing dawn, and she actually loses her balance. Fricky rushes to stabilize her, reaching up one hand to her elbow. Whoa there. Captain, what, what happened? And her voice is quiet, but it carries across the deck in the absolute silence of the stunned crew. Take me to Una. The Order of Vines is there. Prepare for some fighting. On top of the extremely dire situation you're in, you all notice that you're extremely hungry and tired because you haven't eaten or slept all day or night and you were woken up the, the night before. There were some cold hardy pomegranate trees growing nearby. As you reach for the fruit on the tree, a voice from deep in the grove up the hill says, WAIT! Don't eat that, please! Anthro gang rescue Captain Tusk and find the mysterious order of vines that had them chased out of Ram, or will they perish on the outskirts of the silent city of Una at the hands of this new stranger? Find out with us on Polybox. rising behind you. The silent city in the distance still shows no signs of activity, and it's really eerie. But you have more important things to worry about. The three of you, plus uh, first mate Fricky and the unconscious Captain Tusk, are standing on guard as what sounds like a small army slips down the face of the hill in front of you. And holding up a hand against the rising sun, a shape resolves itself a broad-shouldered humanoid figure. They come closer to you. They're still about 30 feet away at this point, and it's still a little dark, like the sun's hitting them, but the sun in this world is, is a little dimmer than in our world, so um, I'd like to make you uh, do a perception check, and since you're all still exhausted, you have to do so with disadvantage. <laughs> Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> I got it. That will be a nine. Okay. Cool. It's a nine for me. Fourteen. Uh, you said a fourteen for that? Yeah. Okay. Um, they have long, wavy auburn hair pulled up into a messy bun, exposing some strange protrusions growing from their neck. Oh, hell no. Nah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nature check. I guess with disadvantage. Is that what yeah. I should do? Uh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Are you looking for are you looking for some shrooms? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. <sighs> one of them was a nat twenty. Okay. What was the other one? Eighteen. <laughs> 18? So it's still good, but one of them was a not <laughs> Okay. The, I'm, I'm going to take the 18. But yes, okay. they are they are mushrooms. 
going on there this person's neck um uh some uh <clears throat> polyparalysis for my mycologist listeners <laughs> so like uh like those those like flat like like steps that you see on like rotting oh, I love trees those. yeah they're I so love those. they're so pretty oh, I love those. Um, but uh on some on a living uh humanoid person's neck uh it's a little creepy mm-hmm. um and uh this person's coming closer to you um what do you do Elyon approaches a little, tries the best he can, and and says, "Please, we need help." Okay. Um, Elyon, you're about ten feet away at this point, and you do not recognize this person. This is not Vish. Okay. Um, can I healing word myself real fast? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, you can healing word yourself. Um, okay. how does that work again? Uh... Do you roll, like, a d4 or something? It's, uh, yeah, d4 plus my spe- spellcasting ability. Okay, modifier. and your spellcasting is charisma, which, if I remember correctly, is your is a plus three modifier, right? Um, it might be higher. Let me check. Charisma is plus four plus four wow oh okay damn. yeah um yeah so roll a d4 plus four okay seven nice okay Eight. so you are healed up to 10 points of health awesome um so while you're muttering to yourself and healing um uh this uh, this person, who is not Vish, but like Vish, has some fungal growths on the exposed parts of their skin, brushes past Elion and says, hold on a second, sir. Um, and they extend a hand to you, Irsu. Um, and they, with a pointed glance at the pomegranate in your hand, they look up at you and they smile disarmingly. I'm Foxglove, and if you don't listen to me very carefully before eating the food here, you'll end up like them. And they jerk their head toward the silent city down the road. Speaking of which, we should probably find cover. I was wondering why you were approaching from the road. I don't know how many of our people are still alive in the city, but you can't carry her in there. And she points casually at Tosk, who has become has begun turning a disturbing shade of grey. Oh. The zealots will attack you on sight. And the stranger turns, twirls their walking stick, sticks it deep in the snow, and trudges back up the hill into the pomegranate grove much more quietly than they came to you. Almost silently, in fact, and very quickly. Can I roll perception to see what the fuck is going on? Yeah, what specifically are you looking for? (laughs) I'm looking for why the sudden change in demeanor. Maybe that's an insight check. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's with disadvantage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, insight with disadvantage. Oh, dang it. Ten. Ten. So, um, so you're looking for like a reason for why? What? Why? Uh, why is everyone suddenly so quiet? Why is everything suddenly all? Ooh, stealth. <laughs> uh, why? Why Foxglove is like this? This stranger. Yes. Um, yes. You get the sense that. Um, Foxglove, as they have introduced themselves, um, took a huge chance by shouting like that. They didn't want to do that. They just wanted to get your attention and risked a lot by doing that because they could have gotten a lot of other people's attention. Mm-hmm. Should, should we pursue? Um, that's up to you guys. While you're deciding, by the way, you hear Foxglove from surprisingly far away yet 
and they say, hang on, I'm going to get far away from my mic. <laughs> <laughs> or stay and wait for the zealots to find you out there. Elion promptly follows. From fading into the distance. I have the utmost confidence in your abilities to defeat the entire city of Una in time to save your friend, <laughs> especially in your current state. <laughs> um, I think Cruel shouts back, and I'm gonna unclip my mic <laughs> real back. <laughs> so are we being stealthy or no? <laughs> and on a on a more serious note. Can I roll a uh, perception just to see if there's any immediate danger around us? Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, perception would be a good good thing to roll. Um, I'd do it at disadvantage as well. Right. Blech. That's a four. <laughs> okay. Um, in the growing daylight, you are confident that nothing could possibly hurt you. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. I I nominate. Let's follow. But what do we do? What do what do we do with the captain? Do we carry her? I'd say so. I could. I think I could just sort of sling her over my shoulder. <laughs> and... You do have, like, some wild-ass strength. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, uh, would I do a strength check for that? Um, I'll um, just let you do it. Yeah, you can right, You can cool. just sling her over your shoulder. Um, Upsy-daisies. You do, you do move at half speed since you have two levels of exhaustion, but this won't affect you too much more. I, I'll say that this is, like... This is a drop in the bucket compared to how like tired you are right now. <laughs> You're just like might I mean, as well. Sure, I'm, I'm openly bleeding and exhausted beyond recognition. But <laughs> just sure, carry a whole I'll person. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um. So Foxglove has disappeared deep into the grove, which seems to stretch out forever. And ever, and there are fruit trees all around you and once you've climbed the hill you seem to have found yourself in some bizarre garden but you remember what the visitor told you something happens to you if you eat the food make a survival check at disadvantage to find foxglove again all of you all right uh that's a 10 okay 15 Uh, 15. Excellent. Okay, so you follow their tracks through the snow to an apparently well-used campsite in this montane forest. And the slope of the hill begins to descend once again. Um, you're in the caldera of the volcano. Um, is there anything that you guys would like to find out about the campsite? Um... Anything that you want to do um, before making making off again? Uh, it occurs to me that you guys may need to roll your hit dice. You can take a short rest if you want. Oh, really? Is is Foxglove oh. staying at the campsite or Fox, are moving on? Foxglove has moved on. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, huh. And we can't find them again? Um, if you want to find them again, I'm going to make you do another um, survival check um to track them uh because there's a lot of tracks in this area okay i want i would like to find them again and find out what exactly they meant by everything okay um if possible so i will survival eight eight yeah you find a few sets of tracks that seem to travel in the same direction, both exiting and returning to the campsite from somewhere. Um, and a beautiful red fox starts behind a tree in front of you. Um, Doggo! <laughs> and a gorgeous white glove runs up to you. 
sentient it's, a sentient it's fox glove for just the like, M64. <laughs> just, just like a sentient fox glove starts running by glove. its roots. Just a gamer glove, a power glove. Shit. Just <laughs> a, a Nintendo power glove. Yeah, amazing. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, Digitalis, uh, a, 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 the flower Digitalis starts sprouting up all around you, and, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, um, this, this red fox starts behind a tree in front of you, and you find a few sets of tracks that find, that seem to travel in the same direction, um, most of the rest of the tracks are, like, kind of surrounding the campsite, um, does anyone want to take a short rest before you guys travel onward? Um, I know that, uh, Cruel, you're not looking too hot with your health. Nah, nah, I would, I would, I think I would super appreciate a short rest. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I guess I'll, uh, protect the captain, just, like, keep him close by. Okay. So, um... Yeah. Uh, what's up, what, Lin- Lindsay? What oh no, I would. I would also like to short rest. Can I medicine check her? Uh, the captain? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know if anything will come of it. Yeah. Uh, roll a medicine check at disadvantage for me. Eight. <laughs> the captain is breathing still very very shallowly evenly it's hard to tell though like you don't see her chest moving mm-hmm. um you have to put your finger up to her nose to even feel the breath um so for a short rest um roll your hit dice uh, you don't regain spell slots or anything, or recover from your exhaustion, but um, you can relight the fire. Uh, you basically just chill for an hour um, in game and roll roll hit dice equivalent to your level um, number. So you can roll two hit dice um, and regain that many points of health back. Okay, uh, I'm going to spend one hit dice, one one hit die for Elion. Okay. That gets me up to full health. Okay, excellent. Alright, I will also do one hit die. And I think... Wow, I think that gets me up to full health. Too. I was at... How much was I at? You were at 8 out of 22, so I don't think that would get oh, you up to full. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. I, I got a 10, so I'm at 18. Okay. So That's pretty not, good. Not too bad. I'm, I'm less dying. You're less dying. <laughs> You're lightly grazed. Yeah. I did one of them for health. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent. So... I, I choose to headcanon that Cruel fell asleep with, like, his head gently on, like, uh, like a dog or a cat. Like, just sort of, like, in on the captain's, like, legs. It's <laughs> like, I don't want anyone touching them. Aww. So I'm just gonna <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> which is cute until you remember that i'm seven feet tall and <laughs> lanky as hell and you're just like Nosferatu. A, you're just like an especially gangly great dane <laughs> <laughs> i'm a borzoi i'm just or like, like a or something. <laughs> yeah. scooby to alien shaggy <laughs> <laughs> exactly hell yeah oh here's so, a um, velma ursu's a hard velma Irsu oh, is yeah. a Velma. Velma. Oh my god! I even call you guys the gang. This is this is great. <laughs> oh Tusk Tusk is absolutely <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> oh, Wait, does perfect. does that does that make Elion Fred or Shaggy? Elion's Shaggy. Elion's so oh, yeah. Shaggy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh zoinks. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so um. Like zoinks, cruel. <laughs> like zoinks, cruel. Like zoinks, cruel. <laughs> Um, so y- you guys, uh, want to follow the tracks that, that your, that your Sue found, uh, before you took a short rest? 
Uh, yeah. Sure. I am. I'm down. All right, cool. So um, at this point, you guys still haven't slept a full night in three days, and your rations are wearing thin. Elion um, still has one, uh, which um, uh, he ate one, and uh, and um, he's still holding on to to one, um, which uh, at his discretion he may eat again, or or he can give out. Um, but uh, Fricky has stopped trying to keep your spirits up. He's got nothing. Like, he himself looks absolutely despondent. Um, and Tosk, cruel in your arms, Tosk seems, way, like, weightless and frail. Oh, jeez. And you don't know when or how, but gradually you cross some sort of boundary. And I'm going to make you do a nature check. A disadvantage. Uh, that's gonna be a ten. Okay. Thirteen. Fifteen, you said. Wait, you want all of us? Thirteen. To do it? Thirteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Nature. everyone. Nature, you said. Okay. five okay <laughs> so um elian it takes you a while to notice this um you're just too tired but um the other two um for some time now none of you are really quite sure when this happened but you've been walking through a different type of forest the the maple and oak trees and the fruit trees um have given way to aspens which curiously seem to be made of stone they're petrified but they also don't seem to be dead you can see young little stone saplings around you too and curiously some of these trees have leaves despite the season and on these living stone trees grows the most beautiful diverse multicolored forest of moss fungus lichen and evergreen undergrowth that you've ever seen You've been trudging through this snowy landscape, not realizing that the dusk has been growing ahead of you. Because as the sun set, purple behind the stark stony trunks of the aspen forest, the trunks have lit up with bioluminescent vines and with mushrooms that glow blue and orange and gold. And it's wonderful. You feel like you're dreaming. Yes. Perception check. <laughs> what kind of check? Perception check, am I being enchanted? Um, I'll have you do insight. Insight, am I being enchanted? <laughs> uh, sure, roll. Roll for it. Disadvantage, though. 17! Wow, go the Google 17? dice are giving me great rolls. Nice. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's so pissed. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Last session, I rolled... Five threes. <laughs> I rolled um, three nat twenties already. They're just—they've just all been at disadvantage, so they're irrelevant. <laughs> God oh damn! You're not being enchanted per se, but there is something magical about this forest. It's just not tricking you. Okay. It's—we're not being taken um, for a ride. Right. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna have you roll a history check. Mm, okay. Uh, spoke too soon. Eleven. Okay. You, you've actually heard of this place. Um, you never knew it was real, though. It's called the Gateway Grove, and it's a secret place in the Igbil Caldera that seems to move around. It's, um, it's said that once you enter, there's no telling when, where, or even if you will ever leave. You recall a particularly enigmatic line from the text you read about this place in, which said, Only the forest knows the door. Well, fuck. <laughs> That's some spooky shit. <laughs> Only the forest knows the door. So, um... After some time walking through the forest, marveling at its beauty, 
you come to another point where the DM says, make a perception check. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh-oh. And this, this is with disadvantage? Yeah. Yeah, everyone got with disadvantage. Here we go again. My, <laughs> my. <laughs> 16. Yeah, I've been brokenhearted. <laughs> um, 14. 10. Okay. You're being followed. Great. Mm. Um, you've been marveling at this forest's beauty, and you realize that you've actually lost the trail. Um, Freaky slumps against a tree sullenly, and he, he just he just bursts out. He kicks the tree, and he yells at it because he stubbed his toe and maybe broke it. Um, it's like that scene in uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Just... <laughs> he, he's Viggo Mortensen. Ah! He's Viggo Mortensen, but he's a halfling. Oh, God. Uh, I want to see Viggo Mortensen as a halfling now. Yeah. He's like, this is hopeless. I, I miss the crew. I miss my mom's hardtack. She makes the best fucking hardtack. You can make good hardtack? <laughs> you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't understand. Have you had other people's hardtack? My mom makes good hardtack. <laughs> What is, can, can you ask, what is like a, does she put a secret ingredient in this art tech? Is the secret ingredient love? Is it yeah. just? I, I, I don't know. She never, I don't know. Mm. All right, well, I, hopefully sure one day you get a you. chance to ask her because right now we're being followed. Yeah. What? And so Fricky like turns around and he like he stumbles on his um, possibly broken foot and uh, (laughs) he uh, he he like trips and falls over and um, the red fox starts out from behind another tree and you hear light irregular footsteps from your other side shortly after it disappears into the hazy darkness. And the fox saunters up to you and with a swish of its tail transforms back into the humanoid or mostly humanoid form of foxglove. Um, and they say, you guys are slow. I mean, you look like shit. Maybe you just need some sleep. <laughs> yeah. She needs a little yeah. more than that, though. And they point to Tosk's body and your arm's cruel. Yes, May indeed. I? They they offer uh, to carry Tusk's body. I. No no offense, uh, Foxglove was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Yeah, I, I go like yeah 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 sure sure sure. Let me just uh, can I just I'll get back to you real quick. <laughs> sure, of course. I I <laughs> uh, still holding the captain. I try to like huddle everyone around. I was like, should we give the captain to Foxglove? Wait, what do you guys think? May I roll insight? Yeah. Because they're very fast, and they they seem to want to help, but at the same time, like. Seventeen. I want to. I want to see if. I want to see if uh, Foxglove does mean well for the captain. Um, with the seventeen, sorry, I had to blow out a candle. That's <laughs> um, with the seventeen, I will tell you that Foxglove seems to mean well. Huh. In Foxglove's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I strangely trust her. Uh, Alright. Irsu, what do you want? Um, Do you want to weigh in on this, or... How you feeling? I just don't know. I just really don't know. Alright, well, we're all... I think we're all a little worse for wear. If Elyon trusts them, then... I guess sure. I trust them too. Just followed and by I... the just followed by the the life is strange sound like 
Elion will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, Kroll breaks. All right, break. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, uh, I, I go over to Foxglove and I give them the captain. And but but as I do it, I do like the like finger like I'm watching you <laughs> eyes thing, and just like if you listen. I may look like shit, <laughs> but I am really good at stabbing. <laughs> I thought I you were going like to shit. say, but I also feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, really? I mean that too. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> I may look like shit, but you're going to look worse if you hurt the captain. Yeah. There hey, you go. there it is. And then I immediately pass out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Roll constitution save? No, I'm kidding. So Foxglove is, they smile uh, and they, they kind of, they nod respectfully. And they're, they take Tosk very gently at first, and they tuck, they cup, um, they cup her cheek with their palm briefly, um, and then they shoulder her limp body like a sack of flour, which is no small feat, by the way. Like you've been tired, you get the sense that sense that Foxglove is a lot stronger than they look, and mm. cruel. You feel a wave of relief wash over you as Tosk's weight is lifted from your arms. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Foxglove leads you to a slow, clear stream where there's a large canoe waiting for you all. They let Fricky get in first. Hello, Galadriel. (laughs) (laughs) So they let Fricky get in first. And uh, then then they let you, Elyon, get in first. And they pass you both Tosk's body. And the rest of you get in afterwards. And Foxglove themselves gets in last. Foxglove, where are we going? Um, we just we just have to get to it. I I've set up camp. I've set up camp in a in a safe place, far further down the stream, further away from the city. Um. I you know there's some there's some people that want to see Tosk safety safely. Um, they'll help us. They'll help us take care of her. Inside the gateway and, grove. Well, that's part of why we have to, why we have to get out of here. I see. So you know the door. I don't, but one of the ways that the Gateway Grove has led me to safety before is by water. Hmm. And um, with that, they untie your line. And the slow stream carries you down through this forest that you can only really describe as magical. Um, The stars above you are crisp and clear. You want nothing more than to fall asleep in the boat in that perfect stillness, but something tells you that it would be incredibly dangerous. You come to a small pond, and Foxglove takes out an oar and paddles to the shore where there appears to be an established camp. And as you exit the canoe, Foxglove says to you, So, here's the deal, new friends. You go to sleep. You need it. I'll take your friend here and do what I can for her. And they consider Tosk's body, which looks awful. Like, she's in the dim light of the aurora. She's She looks green. She looks dead, almost. And they say, no promises. She looks like crap. (laughs) Can I just sort of ask Foxglove, like, look, we really appreciate... I'm sorry for snapping at you earlier, but I, I, I have to wonder why you're being so nice to us, I guess. Where all this hospitality is coming from. I hate to look a gift horse in the mouth, but, you know, or gift fox in the mouth, (laughs) but I'm just wondering. 
I can explain in the morning more, but suffice it to say for now that um, if you hadn't come in carrying this person, we wouldn't have been so eager to help. Things would have been a little different. But we've been looking for her for a long time. And, uh, yeah, uh, she kind of leads, she kind of lets, uh, Tosk, like, Tosk's, like, weight carry her on her, like, um, limp legs with her arms around Foxglove's shoulders. Um, to a fire off in the like off in the distance and um, directs you guys to um, a site where there's a there's a fire nearby as well with some bedrolls provided I just sort of curl up into <laughs> one of the bedrolls and I think I'm like b sort of barely awake like God, I wish I could do more of you guys but I'm just I am beat <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna call it here I'll see you, see you guys in the morning can I, can I go toward go toward the fire yeah all right, so I'm going to follow to the fire. Okay. And just see, see um, what they're doing. Okay. So, um, Elian, are you going to uh, go to sleep or are you following your Sue? Elian's going to sleep. Okay. Um, so Irsu, you a go scene. to <laughs> scene for the <laughs> scene for Irsu and and the unconscious task, the date that was <laughs> no! the date that that shouldn't have <laughs> happened this way. Irsu's <laughs> <No, what? laughs> carrying your wine like no. <laughs> oh no! I do. No. <laughs> um so yeah so um let's see so you follow foxglove to um the edge of the aspen grove and um And there are other people around the fire. There's a sour-faced, wizened old goblin leaning against a bladed longbow about as tall as he is, and he's dressed in a strange cloak of moss and thorny vines. And he looks at you with, like, this glower on his face. And standing a good distance away, there's a wiry half-orc in scale armor, leaning against a tree and twirling her mace. And then there's another, and their face is stuck kind of halfway between a smirk and a scowl. But otherwise, you find it curiously difficult to remember anything about them. And... Foxglove leads you to the fire and deposits Tosk on this kind of bed of soft um, moss like a that they've cleared out and dried um, they've cleared off the snow and they've dried it um, and they begin 
doing some kind of ritual. They begin performing some kind of magic. But it's different from it's different from a lot of the the kind of scientific medicine that you've witnessed in your time in Ram. It's different from the like from the culturally specific like Irelli practices med medical practices that you've that you have come to know from your time with the Ofan and the Irelli. Um, this is kind of a syncretic, like, odd medical science that that seems drawn from a lot of different sources, and it it becomes clear to you that Foxglove is a very knowledgeable and very powerful druid. And they are using, actually, some of the, the mushrooms that are growing out of their own skin to um, treat some of the, to make poultices and to make, um, to make, um, to make ointments and to make, um, to prepare uh, teas and, um, and they're like timing themselves and they're being very rigorous about it and the night passes and they don't really have a lot to say to you um but they try to answer what questions they can in between when they're waiting is there anything in particular that you'd like to ask um, what are you doing Tosk, we haven't seen this kind of infection frequently, but it appears that she's been changed by a type of virus that one of our competitors has weaponized. And this illness that the Order of Signs has created gives people an incredibly long life or turns them into soulless husks. And there's not really any way of telling what, which one it will be until you try to infect someone. Hmm. How can I help you? Tell me everything that happened in the last three days. Did she meet someone new? Yes. What was her name? The Signet. We don't know her name. The Signet. Right. Duh. Okay. And Signet <laughs> is from Order of Signs, right? That is a... Yeah. Okay. Back in character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I figured it would be an initiate. Normally they're much more careful about who they try to infect. No, she was They've bold never and she had gone money. for Yeah. They they have never gone for one of ours so directly before, but Who is ours? Oh, well, um, and Foxglove looks a little embarrassed, actually. She, um, 
and then she kind of looks around and she says, I don't know what we have to lose, and I don't know if you'd believe me if I did this any other way. And she actually takes a small razor and shaves some of the hair from Shiri Tosk's neck up into the base of her skull where there was a vine tattoo going up into her hairline and you see the sigil of the order of vines tattooed on the back of her skull the order of vines can i history check to see what i know already yeah have we been exposed to them much plot wise and i just forgot or or what um the order of vines um you were exposed to the first the first yeah the first the first ex uh, uh exposure that you had to the order of vines was when you were kicked out of of ram essentially for you were you were going to be framed for the murder of a cleric who was a member i see right okay got it and uh history check 16 16 as for yeah, what the I order know of vines is um a far-reaching overarching kind of catch-all term for a um essentially a group of mutual aid organizations that um operate in an extremely decentralized way um and out of character uh this is supposed to be i'll i'll get into this more in analysis but this is supposed to be kind of the foil to the pirate army i the this is what the over under being yeah yeah this is like what the pirate army could be yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah so this is like um this is like a essentially it's 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 like what we consider to be antifa it's like a it's a way of 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 um organizing um non-hierarchically in cells of activity um that uh that oppose um that oppose oppressive hierarchies and structures but this particular cell you don't know that much about mm-hmm. you just know that because they're located in and around una they must be doing something about doing something local with una um what what would they what what would the order what would what would an initiate want with task do you have any clue it's hard to say i mean if she was so insistent to get on task's ship then it's unlikely that she didn't know that Tosk was a member of our order. But in the unlikely event that Tosk became one of essentially in the unlikely event that Tosk was converted to the signs then they would have a spy. Hmm. Or a double agent at in their worst case scenario, they would have someone who was beholden to both sides. Hmm. What can we do for her? I don't know. It doesn't look good. Usually when the infection has progressed this far, and like I said, we don't know much about how this infection works, but usually when it's progressed this far, there's not much we can do for people. And um, 
as Foxglove says this, Tosk opens her eyes a little bit. And gasps this horrible, shuddering gasp. And, um... She kind of... She starts thrashing about a little bit, like very weakly at first, but then starting to get stronger and stronger. She very quickly regains her strength until the old strength and dexterity of Captain Shiri Tosk is fighting against you, Irsu, a very tired person, <laughs> and this foxglove person who is strong, but has apparently been moving around a lot and, and keeping an eye out and camping out and isn't at their 100% either. And it takes all of your strength to hold down Captain Tosk, and I am going to make you make an athletics check at disadvantage. Okay. And my athletics are not great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a crit fail. Oh, oh no. Captain Tosk surges to her feet and stumbles a little bit and knocks you over. And before... And, and she knocks... Um, she knocks Foxglove over as well. And Foxglove reaches for her walking stick, which you have realized is also a quarterstaff. Um, to maybe trip Captain Tosk or something, but the captain jumps like a deer, like a frightened deer over the stick and runs off into the clearing at full speed and is quickly lost into the darkness. Well, fuck. Okay, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a crit fail. Um... Uh, sur survival to pursue? Sure. Yeah. I know it's at disadvantage. Eleven? Um. <clears throat> in, in my defense, she's probably not being very stealthy. She's not being very stealthy. Unfortunately. Um... The way she ran, <laughs> it's really hard to track because she ran into the middle of this wide clearing and in the center stands the largest tree you've ever seen. And it's like, I'll describe this more in detail when it comes to the morning, but it's creepy because it's in the middle of the night and this tree looks like a pillar strong enough to, to rest the sky on. It looks like a wall. And you run straight. You're like, you, you, you see Captain Tosk running in the distance. This dark dot on the moonlit plane. And then you just see her disappear. And about five minutes later, you reach the edge of an escarpment and you look down off of this cliff and you don't see her body you don't know where she went 
No way she ran off a cliff. No way. Uh, Is Foxglove with me? Foxglove catches up to you in about 10 minutes. What do, Fox Love, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Do we, do we track? Can we track? Do you know any spells for this? I don't know any spells for this. <laughs> um, Fox Glove actually looks around really nervously. Okay, I'm going to yell really loud. Toss. I'm going to yell Tosk really loud. Okay. I won't because I'm in my house, but I, but right. I, but I did. <laughs> Fox Glove. Um, kind of looks out they look stunned they say I don't know if she can hear you I don't know I don't know if she can really respond I don't know what that was I don't know anything about what that was um, I've never seen anyone with the disease so progressed to just wake up like that. I've never seen that happen before. But this is a dangerous place. I didn't know the forest brought us here. And we have to be careful. And Foxglove starts pleading with you. They start saying, we need to get back to camp. There's nothing we can do right now. We can find her in the morning. Can I don't can we? I don't, I don't I don't know if I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can at all. If we don't do it right I I don't if we don't do it right now, I don't know if we can do it at all. Foxlove. I don't know what to do. And they look at you and they they um they say Listen, she matters a lot to me, too. And I I want to be real with you. In both of our current states, I don't think that we can track her the way that she's running right now. And the way that we are right now. And the way that the environment is right now. She's headed back into the Gateway Grove. It's going to swallow her up and transport her somewhere else in this caldera. She could be miles away, for all we know. But we have to be smart about this. We need to get some sleep. You're right. I'll come with you. So, um, they lead you back to camp. And... As they pass this enormous tree, make a perception check. Mm. Let me see my mod, my moddy. Your moddy. Um, they are holding up it's weird because they, they could be casting a spell right now to protect themselves against any like actual physical danger but they're not they're holding up like what looks like a like a spiritual like talisman in the like they're holding up their hand in the shape of like a protective talisman and whispering something under their breath and averting their eyes from the tree and they're walking really quickly and um, you guys get back to camp and the three other strangers 
look at you in just absolute despair. They they are shocked. Like even the goblin ranger who looked just totally like I don't know. <laughs> I have them in my notes as the scowly one, the grinny one, and the smoldery one. They all look they all look pretty scowly now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They all look pretty like sad. Um and um and Foxglove takes your hand and says, "Listen, I that was that was really upsetting for me and I can only imagine I don't I don't know how long you knew her um or know her have known her for um but we'll find her in the morning we just need to plan we need to do this the smart way so why don't you go get some sleep with your friends and we'll regroup in the okay. morning and uh and they, um, they, you notice that they don't have any tents or bedrolls, but they just like, um, the, the goblin wearing the cloak just kind of draws his cloak around himself and it turns into like a wooden stump. And, um, and then Foxglove, like, plants their, uh, their quarterstaff in the ground and um these mossy like dirt huts grow up out of the ground for um for their comrades and um and you fall asleep with your friends around the fire and you wake up Having benefited from a long rest, you are no longer exhausted. And you get a better look at the ancient tree down the hill as you wake up. And it is enormous. It is like the other aspen trees, it looks like it's made of living stone, but it's somehow far older. And it's far more sad, almost. It, and surrounding this deific sentinel of a tree are these six standing stones covered in vines and moss at strategic locations in a circle around the perimeter of the clearing. You get this sense of great foreboding from the clearing. There's something very holy about it but also something very wrong. And Foxglove comes up to you. And before they say anything, they have this wistful glance down at the ancient tree down the hill, as if at an old temple, some sacred place profaned or defiled by wickedness in the recent past. And that is where we will end our session tonight. And I'm advancing you all to level three. Oh. <laughs> You've graduated. <laughs> That's gonna be great. everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Polyvox. I've been Rune Devino Collins, and we've been your Anthrogang today. We had to delay our recording this week due to a family emergency for one of our players, which is why this module came a little later. We'll try to get back on track for you with a more comprehensive module next week. 
Thanks again for sticking with us through changes big and small, from adding citations and corrections, to my apparent need to continue refining my version of De Elkunig over and over again for the intro and outro music. It's just intro and outro music, Rune. You don't need to do that, you big goofus. Um, the Tabletop RPG community on Twitter has been really supportive of us already, which is kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> we joke on the show that we have like three listeners. But as of me recording this outro segment, that number is already going up, thanks to people like you who share the show. So, if you do enjoy listening to us, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, and recommend us to your friends by tweeting us at AnthroGang on Twitter. I just... I can't say tweeting us on Twitter. I don't... Is there a better thing to say? Like, is there a thing to say? Someone help me. I need... I need a... I was about to say I need an adult, but I need someone younger than me who's an adult to help me. I need help. I need assistance.